This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I'll put that down because otherwise I'll fiddle with that. Oh, man, my uh, drink's quite far away. I'm I'm going to apologise now because I'm a heavy swallower. <laughs> I bet Steve's delighted that. that. He does. He loves it when he hears me chug. <laughs> chug, Laura, chug. <laughs> Swallow harder. <laughs> it's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Um, how are you, memories. Laura? How are I'm you? I'm alright, mate. How are you? I've just um, wolfed down a massive bowl of pasta. <laughs> oh, mate, I haven't even had lunch yet. Oh, I do not find that with kids. Like my eating pat- patterns are so early. So because we have breakfast at probably about half. No, past mate, six. because you're you fucking go to bed at seven. <laughs> I, eat, I eat like a normal human being. <laughs> Literally, lunchtime for me. Do you know what time we had lunch yesterday? This is hilarious. Half past ten. <laughs> you had lunch at half ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm like programmed. Uh, you know, I'm part. I'm in the matrix. For me, if I'm having if I'm having lunch, it has to be at 12. Because if I had lunch at half 10, I'll be fucking eating lunch at 12 again. Yeah, that's the problem. That's what happens. So I end up eating about, on average, four meals a day. But um, then I'm 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 a real lunch snob. So oh, yeah. I have real issues eating lunch, yeah. What do you mean? What? <laughs> I just don't like lunch. It's my oh. least favourite time of the day. Because I hate sandwiches. Unless you are giving... My sister is, like, famous for her sandwich. She's not famous at all. I've just built this up. Sandwiches. <laughs> She's famous in my books. No one else appreciates her sandwiches, but me. We went to Mallorca a year ago, and I've not forgotten the sandwich she made for me there. Like I, because well, it was so good, so beautiful. It's the best. Oh wow! Well, now I need to know what was in it. <laughs> well, we're all about layering in our family. Yeah, so I love a layered sandwich. It's processes, you know. But you've got to think about what goes where to get optimum space and then taste consistency, <laughs> like. So that can you see the drama when I then go to the, the fridge and I just see a pack of ham and I'm like, what the fuck am I meant to do with that? Yeah, and you need to make sure that the moisture distribution is even. Yeah, you don't want soggy bread, so you've no. got to make sure, you know, if you're going to put olive oil and balsamic in there, that it's not going to hit the bread and it's just quite stressful. So <laughs> I, uh, and, and you can get it wrong and I, I get it wrong sometimes and I find it quite upsetting, so... <laughs> 
um how are you feeling about the clocks going back next week will that affect your kids oh my god is when is that fucking sunday yeah so but by the time this comes out the clock guys don't panic yeah they will have already gone back shit i I hate it i fucking hate it i don't understand why we still we're not we're yeah we're not shepherds no i'm not being funny why do we even need to do this anymore exactly they're they're actually said that they got rid of it for a couple of years like 20 years ago so everybody go crazy and couldn't cope no i don't know why did they put it maybe shepherdry was still a thing is that even a word shepherdry Shepherdry. it's got to still be a thing surely (laughs) whenever i think of a shepherd though i think of a proper hot guy in like a chunky knit um jumper with some like jeans on i think yeah i want to have sex with you in a field but it's not like that is it (laughs) rugged bearded very muscular i think i'm just basically creating a porno here probably had its hand it's his hand up a pig's anus i don't give a shit you can put his hand up mine if you want (laughs) mine looks like a pig's anus um so laura what are we going to talk about today um we are actually going to talk about something that i'm incredibly excited about um it's body confidence body confidence oh we didn't Um, quite time that one did we no it's fine we can do it again if you want okay one two (laughs) That's not. That's not even really enough. Body. For some reason, it just makes me think of body farm. Body, body farm for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm those bitches have got a lot of confidence, haven't they? Even they when have. I'm on my period, I wear tight white jeans and do handstands. Oh my god! <laughs> and um, it never leaks. <laughs> yeah, body confidence. Where, Where is it hiding? Is it <laughs> over here? how do you get it uh, <laughs> what is body confidence um i see i see you laura i see much of you on instagram everyone and me. i know you're very forthcoming with your sharing of your body um yeah. and i think the first time that i ever wondered um, across one of your posts i was in awe of your confidence my vulva your vulva that was pretty magnificent um but it was the place that it was coming from like how did she get to being so comfortable with herself that she can put her flange on you know show to a lot of followers you've got a lot of followers across facebook too we're talking millions of goddamn people that are witness to this and that was what struck me more than anything was like fucking hell this woman is so confident how the hell does she do that because the thought of putting myself out there like that terrified me. And yet you do. Well, now you're get you're growing in confidence, and that's what this is, isn't it? Yeah. It's not you don't you know you don't just wake up one day and go fuck it. I'm confident. I'm gonna walk out with my titties out and empty the bins. It's the titties. <laughs> it's my titties. It's a process. It's definitely a process. And I, you know anybody that wants to know my process, it's uh, have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I really recommend it. <laughs> You've got to get to the bottom to then claw your way back up to. Yeah, I don't even know top. because obviously I've had two major mental breakdowns in my life. Uh, not that I'm counting. Uh, and the first one certainly didn't do that with my body. If anything, I felt more insecure about my body because it was like a lot more, you know, veiny. <laughs> veiny? Like a penis. <laughs> No additional veins, <laughs> no additional veins. But like the, the stretch marks, there were red stretch marks, which was the veiny point, but obviously they're stretch marks, not veins. Um, and yeah, I didn't, it took me a long time to really kind of, I don't think I really found my confidence until I started running. And then, um, and like, I'm, 
I'm not athletic. I'm not sure if you're aware, but I, <laughs> I, I, started, I had, had you, that. You've, 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 you've established this. Yeah. Um, so I started running and I really enjoyed it and I got super fit. My body looked incredible, you know, like it looked fucking amazing. And then I fell pregnant again. And obviously like that, that didn't, that didn't stay. I, I, you know, I ran to the ice cream van and that was it. Um, and then it was after having Toby and having that mental breakdown that I was like, fuck this no more no more no more in the sense of like no more self-hating yeah yeah and like there's other areas in which I will be really insecure about myself that I overthink I'm anxious but within my body and who I am as a person for the first time in my life I've gone no you you have carried two kids all right, yeah, you know, you're a lot more dimply than you thought you were going to be. You're, you know, you're a lot hairier than you ever anticipated to be. Like all of these things that always used to really fucking bother me, they don't bother me anymore. You know, I would be like, oh, I, I, I can't, I can't even think about wearing that out in the back garden because fucking hell, my neighbours might see me. Now I'm just like, well, if you see me, look the other fucking way, you know? That's pretty incredible to be able to kind of have that, not disregard it's not the right word disregard uh, is right I just it is, it is a disregard for what would be common norms within society isn't it of, of you mean of like beauty ideals yeah yeah so but then dis, no, but then disregard I think that's that's the, slightly the wrong word Too I flippant. think if it yeah like I think it's like because then it would by saying discredit it, it's kind of giving power to the ideal if you know what I mean yeah it's more like rejecting it I think disregarding I rejecting it, it yeah, i think you're rejecting right it in the rejection. Yeah. <laughs> i'm rejecting it right up the bum right the um, but also i from i i think it's really rare like the what what you're describing there i think that is a really rare way to be and it is it's incredible and so refreshing and i am envious of it i think because i don't you've think you've got I'm such in that a lush body and that's the sad thing about this is you don't see what i see um you've got such a gorgeous body you've got an amazing figure yeah but it's so it's mad isn't it but I don't I think the whole the whole thing about body confidence and body issues is that it's all about the way that you view yourself yeah and you have to make that distinction between I'm viewing myself in this way and it's it it is definitely it's a, a skewed perception it's not it's, you can't, I don't think you can ever see yourself how someone else sees you. That's impossible. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. And I think that, you know, we have all these ideas in our head of like what we think we sound like, how we think we put ourselves across. And it's the same for our bodies. How we see ourselves in the mirror is not how someone else sees us. No, um, exactly. And, and also I read something only yesterday, which I have 75% completely forgotten. <laughs> I'm going to cling on to the the, the 25% that I have managed to keep in my brain. And that is that body confidence or uh, actually that isn't it at all. Um, (laughs) It was along the lines of hating yourself is not something you're born with. It's something you're taught. And it is true as a society, we teach, especially women, that happens to men as well but especially women we teach women from uh, and girls from such a young age how they need to dress how they need to behave to get a man 
um, you know, to be uh, sort of desired by whoever, whatever sex it is that we're after. Invariably, it's the opposite sex. It's how to dress, how to look, how to feel, how to behave. And none of that be your own thoughts and feelings. And it's taken for me to go into my 30s and address how I feel, what I want, and how accepting I need to be of this body, because it's not fucking going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think that's what a massive thing is like today you'll go to bed, Vic, and you're gonna have that body. And tomorrow morning, you're not gonna wake up and look like Pamela Anderson. No. She's retired now, so I don't know whether you'd want to wake up like Pam, but you aren't. And so we have to go through like this process where we go, right, this this is what I have right now in this moment. In six months time, I might become a weightlifter, but right now, this is what I've got. So let's work on this now, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's so complex, though, because it is. so much of feminine identity is linked to appearances yeah so obviously we're talking about like and beauty and we're talking about ideals of beauty and the ideal of beauty that has just been pushed for a long time now um and that is you know through whatever through media through tv through magazines now massively through social media it is that you know thin equates beauty um i don't think there's any escaping that like that is definitely what the norm of beauty is and it excludes so many people also Mm -hmm. i should say like white cis women too like that is that's the norm of beauty right yeah um and actually i think in some ways you could say i fall into that category maybe because i'm white and i'm cis and uh, i'm slim like you know that's just genetically i'm slim but yeah i still feel so far removed from that idea and like there's no way that I can ever achieve that I just don't I it's so crazy it drives me fucking mad I hate it and it's a bit like when we talked about the hair stuff about all this stuff that we're fed um and made to believe like you know if you're hairless you're beautiful la 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 if you're thin you're beautiful it makes me so angry that I'm so fucking conditioned by it I just I've definitely got better like I'm like I'm like you in the sense that since I've had children I've let go of a lot of stuff around body image and Mm. I think I find it a lot easier to look at my body now and see its imperfections but just embrace them Mm -hmm. and um I did find actually I found a photo of me pregnant with Edith just before I was about to drop her nose drop her nose nose. (laughs) I was about to drop her she like my the size of my belly it was it was amazing it was so huge I couldn't believe how big I was because you again you don't have any sort of idea of what you actually look like when you're in it do you no but seeing this photo it was like fuck look what my body has been through the amount that my stomach has stretched out to and then kind of I mean it's definitely not what it was but it's it's gone back to having a reasonably you know flattish stomach with a bit of fat on it but yeah. it's just I think it's we just give ourselves such a hard time all the time the expectation don't. is incredibly high yeah, for women. Yeah, it's so high. And, Especially and, post-baby, bounce back. You know, I know. I, I, and I think that's the thing that really grips my absolute shit. Yeah, it's that six-week you know, six thing, isn't it? It's like you see these mm-hmm. celebrities and six weeks after they've given birth, they've got a fucking six-pack again. Or they're on the catwalk. Or they're on the catwalk. Oh, it's love. like, what? I couldn't no even wipe my own ass at six weeks. Do you know no, what I mean? No, you can't. I'm still I- pissing milk at my tits. You're like an emotional and a physical wreck after mm-hmm. six weeks. And yet that is what we're expected to do. It's crazy. Always there. You know, when you're in the supermarket, it's always there. The, the 
people that are plastered across magazines and they're just looking beautiful and sculpted and then you go fucking hell I don't look like that well they don't fucking look like that either they've been photoshopped yeah and but where's the line in all of that where do we where do we cross the line and go right this isn't real fucking stop um let me just read your stat hold on because it i've just got to grab this hit me hit me with your best shot um so rob you know how rob goes on his little education um splurges well he's been reading loads about feminism recently um i know he's like that guy and he's been reading this book it's called behind closed doors and this is actually about sex education um so it says here this a study by bradley university in illinois found that just three minutes looking at a fashion magazine led to 70 percent of women feeling guilty depressed and shameful 70 (laughs) percent reasons to never buy a fucking magazine again i know so i don't i don't buy fashion magazines i don't read them I haven't done for a very... Do I look like somebody who would buy a fucking fashion magazine? (laughs) I buy my my clothes and scope. Um, I used to read magazines a lot when I was younger. Yeah, I did. And I can distinctly remember that feeling and feeling so ashamed of the way I looked after I I read them at like a really impressionable age, like 17, 18 kind of age. Those magazines massively affected the way I saw myself. But I, I guess with that, it's not going away, is it? Like that stuff is not going away. But some brands are getting better and some magazines are getting better at showing a more sort of diverse range of people. But I'd still say the majority of ads and things that we see in, in the media, it's still the same old boring bullshit. Yeah, it is. It is boring bullshit. And the other thing that I think is equally as toxic in these magazines that we get a moment of gratification from when we see it is when you've got like your Kim Kardashians or whoever the fucking celebrity is and they've got cellulite or you can yeah. see their fat pants, like their spanks, like, and all of their fats hanging out of it. And we go, oh, good, because we think good. They are they are human because there's this real like veil of, you know, perfection that is that is kind of put out on the celebrity world. They're always smiling. They're always happy. Do you know what I mean? There's always this like, oh yeah, everything's great, even though everything isn't fucking great and my world is ending. But it's okay <laughs> because I'm wearing this dress and this dress is really tight and I look great in it. So we all want to see the cellulite, but then we see that cellulite and then moments pass and then we go, but I've got more cellulite than that. Yeah, I know. It's taking the piss mental. out of her. So actually I then feel even fatter and uglier and worthless because yeah. I'm worse than what they've just put in the magazine going, oh my God, look, she sat down and there's fat. Like fucking hell, we've all got fat. It's just body shaming though, isn't it? It is it's body like shaming. Absolute body shaming and it, it is unacceptable. And I, I think the, the answer is just don't show the airbrushed, you know, one type Give of woman. Reality. Just show us women and show them. Yeah, f- fine. Beauty. They've got a bit of back fat. Who gives a crap? Don't fucking yeah. point it out and make it like with a big red circle and be like, oh my God, headline yeah. nails. Yeah. Back fat. It's like, so what? Who gives a fuck? And the thing matter. that pisses me off is that some of those people that are, are releasing that are women. They're, yeah. They are women. And I think you should know better. Where the fuck is your sisterhood? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I think we both know from having a presence on the internet that the sisterhood is questionable at the best the of Sisterhood is incredibly questionable. There's yeah. a lot of fucking cunts out there. Uh, speaking of journalism, should we not mention, are we going to mention that we've featured in something? Oh, yes. Of 
we should <laughs> our uh, rather amazing interview with the flock magazine who by the way are not one of the bullshit no that's what I was about to say it's what I love about them <laughs> they are women and they are supporting women and they so are the writing opposite. about women empowering women um we had a lovely little feature in there didn't we laura we did we did we had a lovely interview actually didn't we victoria we did it was just us chatting with about someone in san francisco i know a brit that felt in san francisco so cool. uh it was a lovely journalist called isabel duffy i just want to know her i want to be on her she was lovely she, she was, was lush. really lovely and so glad that she interviewed us and then didn't oh. come away and go what a fucking pair of morons <laughs> yeah it was lovely and the article was amazing but also more to the point if you're on social media follow them on instagram because they are amazing and what they're doing is amazing too yeah and we need more more people we need more of that yeah we need more of that and less body shaming um so i guess my major question for you laura oh my god i'm nervous (laughs) i'll try and do that in a new york accent i'm nervous as I, I do view you as the queen of confidence, body confidence. Do you? Um, I do, yeah. I oh mean, I think this is the thing about oh, social, like, what we're saying about social media and, and, and you know, magazine stuff. It's really important to follow people that make you feel empowered on social media. Yes. And it's not the fault of the person that's putting this shit out there. No, but if, if you're following someone and you think, oh my God, she's this, they're that, they've got this life, they've got this bum and I'm never, and they make you feel bad, unfollow them. Yeah, that is just the simplest thing. Unless they're your mate, and then that's awkward, and then just hide them. They just fucking mute them because that is yeah, an mute them, which it is an option, and it, that's the thing. I think like we can all be around people. We're like, oh my god, you are so fucking insufferable. But I can't. Un- this is where all of our mates are like, wow, which one of us is insufferable? <laughs> insufferable, insufferable. <laughs> all of you cunts. <laughs> Um, but we we are all surrounded by those people where we can't necessarily just like unfriend them or unfollow them because they are directly linked to us. But it is about making sure you put in your personal space what you need to feel happy, confident and, and to flourish. And if you yeah. don't do that, this continual vicious cycle of self-loathing will continue. So that's, yeah, leads me on to my question, really. What Ooh. What would be... What tips could you give somebody who's suffering from low body confidence? Like, what can you actually practically do to turn that around? And I think it's a really difficult question because difficult I was question, thinking about it. I was so like, unique. yeah, I don't know, fucking hell. Yeah, <laughs> I also, mean, uh, just stabbing the dog no and pressure. hope you don't hit somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking pressure. Because <laughs> um, so obviously every, you know, every individual is different and they would have mm. gone through different things and lots of things can impact on your negative body image. It's not just the media. There's loads of other shit that can yeah. happen. And I also think that, that that's def- like that's a really good point though that you've just made personal I really really do think and this is not just from my own personal experience it's speaking to other people especially through knee deep in life the experiences generally are um that they go through something in their life it could be a marriage breakdown it could be the loss of somebody whatever it might be and they they reach a point where they go fuck it you know what I've worried about this for such a long time and I was so painfully aware of my body image I was terrified like I would always be worried about what picture I would upload on Facebook this is before I had my blog because my I've got 
big teeth. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. could open fucking beer bottles, which I'm affectionately told on some occasions by twats on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that I look like Mr. Ed. So like, I, I get that I've got big teeth. I've got a big nose. I've got a lot of strong features going on here, girls, you know, and I've got frizzy hair. But the, the, the process for me of going through all of this and being like, yeah, this is me. And I physically, in this moment, I can't change it. So what am I going to do? Like, let's say, for instance, that you have a real hang up over the fact that, I don't know, you don't like your bingo wings or the fact that you need to get rid of your like tummy because you're really conscious about your tummy. I definitely think like there's, for me, what I've had to do is sit down and like properly have a word with myself and be like, once I've done that, will I actually, will I actually be happy or will I move on to the next thing? And I know who I am as a person. I know that once I've got rid of that tummy, I'll focus on another part of my body that I'm unhappy about and I'll fixate on it. If you're going to literally jump from A to E, then you're going to go straight back to A. You're never going to be able to work through those processes. And it, it's combating each thing, one thing at a time, rather than trying to take it all on in one go. Am I making any sense? Or am I just fucking randomly talking and using words that are just making sense? <laughs> no, I, no, you are. I'm just, I'm listening very intently. Yeah. No, I think, I think um, the bottom line is, you know, you're going to have that low body confidence for your own reasons and your reasons for having it are not going to be the same as someone else's. No, it's so unique but there's like I think there's probably universal experiences like being exposed to the images of you know this one and body being body shamed I've been body shamed shamed. I've been body shamed definitely Uh, I was body shamed loads at at secondary school because I was really really thin um just naturally I was like a stick and I didn't really like food when I was a kid um so I didn't eat but it wasn't linked to anything of like wanting to be things it started when I was about three Mm. um so i wasn't reading cosmopolitan and be like oh my god why don't i look like her i'm part of the 70 percent population that absolutely hates themselves um but yeah it's i think finding the root cause is really important and uh i think surrounding yourself with positive people like yourself laura um, and you victoria because you know i i posted a video i was quite a while ago now but i was in my underwear shaking my shaking my ass and um, I, I definitely would never have done that if I hadn't have been hanging around with you, you massive swag. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, and I don't want to get all wanky chops here, but that really does mean a lot because I've been both people. I yeah. have been that person who's horrendously, like painfully insecure about how she looks. You know, this face didn't get through a, junior, a senior school easily, mate, okay? There yeah. is a reason why I didn't kiss one fucking boy throughout school. And that's because my nickname was Fugly, fucking ugly. Yeah. So, like, all of that had a massive detrimental impact onto who I was as a person and then how I saw myself. And it is, it's taught. I was taught to believe I wasn't good enough. It can start at such a young age and then that sticks like shit to a blanket, you know? Yeah, and we all know about shit sticking to a blanket on this podcast. It's a real bitch to get out. (laughs) It's a real bitch to get out. As is, come on a t-shirt. Yes, come on a t-shirt equally as awful, especially if your (laughs) mum's scratching at it and then licking it. (laughs) 
that was a fun story. Wasn't that it? was a very funny story. Um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go and listen to the whole podcast so that you can find out what we're referring yes. to. So I've done. I've looked at loads of research and stats, and I love your stats. Uh, I love a stat. Um, body confidence issues do affect women disproportionately than men. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely us females um who go through it far more because we are we are more objectified uh sexually like that is absolutely fact isn't it um but we've both got sort of a similar experience in that our body confidence has grown since we've had kids yeah but then i read this which just made me like oh maybe they haven't maybe it's just that our perception of them has changed so there was this british social attribute survey um, which showed that women's body satisfaction does not improve as they move into midlife, but that they actually just have a lower level of self-objectification. And the fact that as they get older, they are less sexually objectified by others. Great. So, so our standards drop, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> wow. This is what I said to Rob. I was like, okay, so I still think that I'm an ugly cunt. But yeah. now everyone else thinks that I'm an ugly cunt too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm more <laughs> accepting of the fact that I'm just an ugly cunt. And no one wants to have sex with me. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. <laughs> this is the thing, though. Like, I've always said to Steve, it's like, more now than ever, if you and I didn't work out, I can guarantee you I definitely would not end up with another man. He was like, yeah, Laura, you would. There's guys that want to have sex with you. I'm like, those are not the guys that I want to be with because invariably they're like, would you shit into a pair of tights? Exactly. Will you shit on my face? Or, you know, <laughs> or it's like- Can you wrap me in this clean film? <laughs> or can you wrap me in clean film? They are they are the people that I'm not necessarily wanting to break bread with. Uh, and no. yeah, they definitely want to break something in me. So, you know. <laughs> Your cervix. Yeah, my um... cervix. Um, <laughs> That's another really, really strong point that I think is important to make is that when you have somebody, it doesn't necessarily have to be your partner, whether they be male or female, whether it be a best friend, a mum, whoever it is, to have a really strong person in your life. Unfortunately, it's annoying that you have to rely on other people, but it helps you to start to believe in yourself if you've got that positive reinforcement there. Absolutely. Yeah, because I've had, I've had one boyfriend who was such a wanker to me and he used to say things like uh oh yeah you're pretty but you're definitely not the most attractive girlfriend that I've ever had I know but I think that that experience so beautiful and he'd say like um you know he'd comment about my weight and this is back in the day when I was really really slim you know it's like I didn't have any bloody fat on me and he'd always be like oh you I like those jeans they make your legs look really skinny Mm. and that's obviously then just you know making me think oh well he only finds me attractive if I'm really skinny and Mm -hmm. actually I'm not even that attractive because he's saying that I'm not as pretty as his other girlfriend and what by the end of that relationship he was a fucking wanker but I my self-esteem was non-existent and he's the boyfriend that ended me up in therapy um because he was just so horrible I don't think you should be so thankful for him because at least you managed to kind of like cure yourself from his oh, twat headedness yeah even though he was still an absolute cockhead 
he was he was my last terrible boyfriend and then I met Rob so you know going from that piece of shit to Rob was just amazing but like Rob tells me that I'm beautiful all the time Mm. and I I don't I mean I don't know how you feel about makeup but like I feel really self-conscious going out and about with no makeup I don't yeah I like to wear makeup and this is the thing I'm not wearing it for a man I'm wearing it for me and that is a massive statement to make because invariably women are wearing it for men yeah I know yeah but then I think I I think that on the surface but then if I actually think about it and then analyze it I'm like but am I just doing it because of men <laughs> do you know what I mean basically I, let's just all agree that men are wankers yeah I mean I've said this from the get-go so I don't really it's not it's not a real revelation for me <laughs> and don't rag on us on the comments or on the bloody reviews no, by saying, the ah, rah, 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 rah. it's like no we no, this is our podcast we me. say what the fuck we like we can say that I hang from a vagina and you literally can't have a comment on it because it's my thoughts <laughs> you can't undo my thoughts There are so many good men out there. I am married to one. My dad is another one of them. I am so lucky to be surrounded by such incredibly supportive, strong uh, men who believe in feminism, especially Steve, same as Rob. Yeah. You know, like massively supportive of who I am and what I do. But I see on a daily basis how it isn't always that way. And how many women speak to me and say, you are so lucky to have Steve. My husband would never allow me to do what you do. And I think, oh, babe, no, this is me. This is my body. This is my thoughts, my emotions, who I am. This is my life. He doesn't get to tell me what I do and don't do. Unless I'm about to shoot fucking heroin into my arms, I don't think he gets an opinion on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we, we do. We have the same relationship with our partners, I think. Yeah. And Open they, conversations. They are don't very... get me wrong similar men by the sound of things and we are fucking lucky i don't know we're just like trying to change the world aren't we laura one day at a time (laughs) one podcast episode at a time time. um one thing i was going to ask you about uh what do you what you feeling about cosmetic surgery what are your thoughts this is a bit like a whole dirty dancing thing you know when i go (laughs) oh yeah i got off to the piano and then i give an answer and then you give one i'm like yeah i should have gone with your one um I don't know I think it's a slippery slope mm. you know I think you can start with a little bit of this like drugs start with a little bit of this and then you try a little bit of that and then before you know it you look like Jackie Stallone yeah I mean go. god bless Jackie <laughs> I I think that there is a line there is a good reason why cosmetic surgery is there you know you look at people who have had horrific accidents well that's why you have their face that's, yeah that's to have their faces or, or parts of their body reconstructed and you know you look at people cancer patients who need to have reconstruction and you know there is I I have I think there is such a valuable reason for cosmetic surgery but it comes back to the same thing that I said before if you're about to go get your boobs done your lips done your eyebrow whatever can you even get your eyebrows done yeah you probably can you can get everything lifted yeah whatever it is you're about to do like before you embark on that journey you've got to really sit yourself down and go why am I doing this it's almost it's it's therapy you need to go through a level of like counseling to be like what is it about this that's making me feel like I can't live my life without it and then when I have it how will I feel fulfilled because I think the most heartbreaking thing in all of these situations is that you see women go I'm going to get my boobs done and I'm going to feel so much more confident 
they get their boobs done and they're like oh my god I feel 10 times worse now because my ass isn't big enough or my stomach isn't flat enough or my nose isn't small enough and and then lo and behold, like you say, you've got a Jackie Stallone on your hands, you know? Yeah. There's Jackie. Yeah, it's Jackie. Talking out of like a hole on the back of your neck or something that's your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, the only thing that I've ever considered getting done is Botox. Yeah, no, I, I, I know that I would be that person that would get the nerve nicked. Oh, and really? I'd look like Joker. <laughs> well, I can be Jack. I can be Jackie, and you can, can be, be Joker. Joker. The two J's. Yeah, it's for my. It's just for my wrinkles, man. They're so prominent. I do, mate. It's having kids. Um, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe I will. Uh, I think it, it's so normal now, isn't it? That it that's another. That's scary to me. No, and I think like that's the other thing. If you do it, you shouldn't be shamed for it because that that's no. a whole other thing, isn't it? It's like. If you do have cosmetic surgery as a woman because you're wanting to fit into whatever society you're trying to fit into, there's like, oh my God, did you see that she got Botox? Yeah. You hear that all the time. It's like standard out of other women's mouths of, oh yeah, did you see she got a boob job? So fucking what? It's her boobs. Let her do it. But yeah, just... I, I, I don't think I could go that far. I'd be so scared of a surgery for a boob job. Just the concept of having like something in me that's alien is just bad enough. Like that, Other that than Rob's penis. I feel like my body would reject it. You know what? So weird. Like when, because I use a moon cup for my periods. Um, oh my gosh, you need to tell the story about your moon cup. Oh God. <laughs> tell it. Tell um, it. So, that was like a um, year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was a while ago. My lovely cleaner, who I love and adore more than my own um, husband and, and children, uh, because she just, oh, I just love her and I miss she her. Cleans so your much. house. Cleans my house. Like, this, it's amazing. Um, well, I had left my little moon cup, which, if you don't know what it is, it's a menstrual cup. Um, you I know what that is? It catches your period blood yeah, in your like vagina. A weird little goes up your hoof. Silicone cup thing that goes up your hoof. And it is quite surprisingly big, right? So when you looked at it, if you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Who knows? Anyway, so I'd left it on the sink. Um, after using it, you take it out, you rinse it. I left it on the sink for when I was like going to put it back in. It's like a dolly's hat. It's like a dolly's hat. And uh, then I, the cleaner bit, and then I came to find it. I was like, where the fuck's that gone? And searched the house, like top to bottom. And then it dawned on me that like, fuck, Michelle might have moved it, which obviously I felt really embarrassed about because I thought, <laughs> oh my God, that's been inside my cervix. The poor woman, she's fingered it. <laughs> And then I said to Rob, have you seen my, have you seen my moon cup anywhere? Have you moved it? He was like, no. And then half an hour later, he just shouted up to me. And I was working upstairs. He was like, V, I found your moon cup. It's like, oh my God, where is it? In Oliver's toy box. <laughs> and Oliver had not been home. It was not him that put it there. It was Michelle. So I... I haven't told her. If she listens to this, I apologise profusely. I, uh, I think it's fucking hilarious that she'll <laughs> potentially find that out via this. I know. Um, well, uh, yeah, on that note, I mean, where do we go from here now? <laughs> well, I don't know, because you went to say about your moon cup. Oh, it was about putting something in my body. So when I put the moon cup in, it for the, it, sometimes it feels like my body's rejecting it because it's like, what the fuck is that? It's really yeah. weird. And it does this little impulse thing of like, trying to push it out it's very odd um your body's was, just so in it. tune with itself whereas mine yeah. it would probably just swallow it Me and I then i just ya. get some type of horrendous infection and die <laughs> <laughs> i think my body that is just basically sums up my body is a little bit dumb like it's just a bit <laughs> stupid like uh i don't know what this is let's eat it <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what that's what my vagina, the noise it would make if I used it. Uh, well, okay, here we go. There's a link. Food. Have you have you ever dieted? Well, the thing is, I I really enjoy my food. So like really enjoy my food and I have definitely tried dieting but I'm also I've you know deliberately starved myself to be thin is that the objective or is it more relinked to stress uh I don't know can anyone be stressed at 15 (laughs) (laughs) at 15 of course you fucking can yeah yeah life was really stressful Uh, I might definitely linked with my mental health but then obviously if you're you know starving yourself that's not uh somewhat of sound mind is it um yeah but there was definitely there's definitely been thought processes in my head where I felt powerful for feeling hungry yeah I've had that I used to have been like yeah Laura keep being hungry don't eat the food it's so weird isn't it yeah um I'm going to recommend an amazing book for anyone that's ever had any form of distorted eating however that's sort of like manifested whether you've Mm -hmm. starved yourself or you've binged and then purged or you've overeaten Mm -hmm. is that is a feminist issue by Susie Orbach and it's just brilliant it really transformed the way that I viewed my relationship to food um okay let's have some stories or some questions i think do you know what i think i've probably asked you quite a lot of the questions that people have been asking anyway what about this one how can you take a compliment about yourself without sounding like an awkward embarrassed typical british fuckwit with an ego problem (laughs) well just so you know i'm still an uh sound feel like the egotistical fuckwit so i find it quite difficult to accept compliments you're great at them oh do i yeah you're great you think so proper cocky with it yeah oh i love it (laughs) um you're like oh yeah no but the thing is with you you'll just be like oh that's nice thanks I'm like but that one no okay (laughs) it was the what was the one that you said when we met and you were like oh you're so much prettier in real life and I was like oh thanks yeah and I was like thanks for saying it back so but I can confirm to everyone that Laura deliberately makes herself look mental on her Instagram feed in real life she is incredibly incredibly beautiful and oh my god now that's too much no it's not it's so true no because they're gonna be like oh my god she's like Jennifer Lopez and they'll they'll meet me and they'll be like uh incredibly beautiful might be a bit of a long shot (laughs) no let's remember my teeth are quite yellow I don't like even when Rob says that I look beautiful I'm like oh shut up you know what I mean it's it's hard to take it but I guess it's hard to take it because it is that like feeling of oh my god if I say thank you very much I'm yeah. gonna seem like a cocky prick yeah or or, or that you believe it you know mm. so I, I think that the way to accept a compliment is either to give one back because hello women to be building each other up right now um or just say thanks and it, and and believe that they aren't just saying it because they have to say it they say that they're not like, oh my God, she looks like a bag of shit. And they go, oh, you look amazing. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, some people do that, don't they? Yeah, they do, yeah. All right, don't believe any compliments then. <laughs> <laughs> just, just reject them all. Just reject all of them. No, don't. Uh, do you want to tell us a story? Uh, yeah, I can do. Um, so what do you want to go for? <laughs> this really made me laugh. And it's not massively about body confidence, but it's made me laugh so hard because it kind of is body confidence go on okay uh on an embarrassing stories about body i had trouble with my lower back so i went to see an osteopath in the consultation he asked if i had weakness and i thought for a second and replied maltesers (laughs) and he looked at me and replied 
is so funny. But also, it is a weakness. Maltese is a fucking weakness. So it's a very, I feel like it's a very natural response to that question. <laughs> and it's exactly the sort of thing that I would do. That's the thing I would do. Because <laughs> you, you take, you forget like the context of the situation that you're in. And if someone says, what's your weakness? You're not going to be like, yeah, my legs. Like, this is my leg. You're not gonna, you are going to think like, oh, well, well actually I dabble in cheese. <laughs> I could be free. <laughs> Depends on my mood. Oh my god. Yeah, that's it's fucking brilliant. Oh, it's just too funny. Just yeah, it reminds me. Yeah, that is me that is me. Mom. That is you know what? <laughs> I'm and I'm like that really awkward person in situations, you know, like when you can't if you can't think of the answer and then you say <laughs> something and you make a bigger twat of yourself because you've not quite understood the question. <laughs> And yeah. it's like, I should have just said, I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I remember being sat in a doctor's surgery once and Steve had gone in for his doctor's appointment. And I wasn't, I wasn't part of that doctor's practice. I wasn't a patient there. And there was me and there was one other woman sat in the waiting room and the receptionist shouted over to me. And she said, the nurse said she'll get, just give her five more minutes and then she's going to see you and she'll write out that prescription for you. And instead of going, oh, it's it wasn't me, it was that lady over there. I went, okay, no problem, I'll wait. <laughs> and did you then take the prescription and go and pick it up? Well, no, the because then the woman was looking at me like, you fucking twat, she's talking <laughs> about me. And she then stood up and walked over to the receptionist and went, uh, it's me that you're meant to be talking to. And the receptionist <laughs> then turned around and went, why would you say you would sit and wait for the prescription? It's not yours. I was like, I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay, so this is like the more empowering variety, you know? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> My soon-to-be ex-husband is a pub landlord and has young, spelt, stretch-mark, pregnancy-untouched females throwing themselves at him. Obviously, because he's a male and a massive bellend, he couldn't resist. Twice, I felt shit. So I dumped it. I dumped his sorry ass, lost all the weight I'd been carrying from the four pregnancies with his children. I learned to love my stretch marks from the babies they gave me. And got the house. Fucking win. Oh, and the ex, the new chick ditched him because he came with too much baggage. I actually thought that was going to read. Yeah. He came too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Would have been fantastic. So My body was never the problem, even though he made me feel like it was. And that's my story of how I learned to love what I have, no matter what it looks like. It's how pure your heart is. I can lose weight, but he can't be less of a cunt. Love you, girls. <laughs> uh, and, so I, and I love that one because it kind of, it also ties in with what we said actually about the whole, you know, loving yourself post-pregnancy. Changing the outside doesn't change how you feel on the inside. Like that's the bit you've got to work on before you change the outside bit. Yeah, because it's it's one thing leads one thing leads to another, doesn't yeah, it? And it's empowerment is such a massive part of of getting to where you need to be. You and know? also, like you said about having someone in your life that's your champion, yeah. that guy was not her champion. If no. he was like making her feel unattractive because she's put on some weight and just generally being a wanker about it then he's a fucking dickhead and and she's empowered herself she she's exactly. actually a kick-ass woman who's gone fuck you I don't need a man actually I mean she may have gone on to meet someone else I don't know I didn't ask but she's she's gone no I deserve more than this and I'm gonna lose the weight for me but in actual fact I love who I am 
and th there's there's no changing that so like that's a massive that's a massive thing to achieve on your own it's the same with what we're talking about surgery as well so so it's like any of these things so it's thinking oh I'm, I'm once I get rid of my bingo wings I'll be happy yeah. once I have this nose job I'll be happy it's, yeah. it doesn't work like that no. I'm sure it's got something to do with the way of our brains work with the reward as well so like when you get reward you get it releases dopamine but then yeah. what it does is once that dies down which is pretty yeah. quickly then you just want more of it yeah. so it's kind it's of like nah, nah I need to do this now nah, yeah. I've got to do this and yeah like we said before you before you know it Jackie and the Joker <laughs> Of America. Um, oh my god, we didn't even talk about this. I think there's a whole thing about, especially after having kids, or actually just putting on any sort of weight and your clothes and how you can cling on to clothes that don't fit you. With yes, this fantasy. how have we not talked about oh, this? No, got to wear this is because this has happened to me really recently, having just you know what it's been, uh, just like 18 months old, and there's stuff that I fitted into after Oliver that I don't fit into oh now with Edith mm -hmm. and, I, and you know at this stage post him I did so it's kind of made me feel really shit and yeah. inadequate like oh my god I haven't lost the weight like it is the last time and just mm -hmm. I, I, my body has changed a lot more with a second child it just does doesn't it because it's yeah. everything's doubly stretched and all the rest of it um, but it's been like a real it's been really hard to let go of the physical remains of my tiny body do you know what I mean it's like and all this bullshit of like oh stick a picture of you on the fridge of when you were skinny and then when you uh, grab something it will make you not want to eat it no, no. Babes, it won't you'll eat it but you'll feel really shit about it and yeah throw the clothes out that don't fucking fit exactly throw them out and, and go and you buy some new clothes mate yeah and if you clothes. can't afford to buy the new clothes in the shops there are charity shops you know and i yeah. get that there are some people that are in the breadline that they can't even afford to do that it's so true though that wearing clothes that fit you nicely that you feel comfortable you in feel good psychologically that is the fucking game changer that one because i didn't do that with oliver and i tried so desperately to get back into the clothes that i'd had before i had him yeah um, and it just it just served it served me no good no it made me feel so like a failure uh, yeah. among all the other bullshit that motherhood brings in making you feel like a failure it was just like another thing throw throw out the clothes that don't fit yes throw out the it's fucking time. clothes that don't fit stop clinging onto them they yeah. they don't represent you at no, all they don't they represent something in the past and just burn that shit. Or, or burn actually, it in the just... back fucking garden. No, sell it, make money, sell to it. then buy the clothes that will then make you feel more empowered. Yeah, or you can obviously give them to charity is the other or option. Give them a yeah, which or give is them to what charity. I do. My charity child are like, oh my God, here she is again. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking for more the person that is like, I can't let go of these because yeah. I desperately need to try and make some money. Exactly. Don't, you, yeah. don't sell used pants. Just no. Say. Well, you can make quite a lot of money out of those. If you want a few extra bob, definitely sell used Actually, pants. you would be amazed at the market of used pants. <gasps> Imagine what you'd get for your fanny flannel. Oh, mate, loads. You're sitting on a fishy fortune. I know. I've got quite a few of them as well. Mm. Yeah, I bet you bloody have. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I, I was going to say, the other thing is too, that I find my eating habits since lockdown and during lockdown, they've been 
very different to how mm-hmm. I would normally eat and I've done a lot more comfort eating and boredom eating yeah. and I just think if you're doing that just don't fucking worry about it I think yeah. that's the other thing a lot of people have put on weight in this time because we're mm-hmm. being more sedentary and we're eating more and it's okay because yeah. it's a fucking pandemic and the world is not normal at the moment oh so just give yourself a fucking break at this time as well it's like don't just don't that is not a priority and read that book read fat is a feminist issue it really did it completely changed the way that I viewed being a woman and what it means to to be sort of objectified sexually and how that relates to the way that you look and your weight I mm. definitely recommend reading that book yeah I I I, I love that I, <laughs> do you <laughs> yeah are I you really just thinking about that sandwich from Menorca oh good lord <laughs> so I still talk to my sister about it now. I'm like, do you remember that sandwich you made? She's like, yes, Laura, I do fucking remember. You bring it up every time I, I start She's making a sandwich. She is the sandwich slag, my sister. <laughs> Queen oh, of the slag it. sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. I love a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, I, she does triple deckers and all sorts. Oh, oh. wow. Oh. Oh, oh, oh I do is get my lips around that right now. Mate, I can't give up bread. Who doesn't love carbohydrates? No, I think I genetically I need them to. I be genetically a happy need person, them. You know, I'm a real miserable bitch without them. And that is the other thing, you know. Some people just genetically, well, it's a very tiny percent of the population, but some people are just genetically naturally slim. That's it. Yeah. Like, you know, my mum was. My mum was like very them. naturally slim. Was she? I'm making it as if she's dead. She's still alive. Yeah. And she's still quite slim too. But when she was pregnant with my brother, uh, she was going on maternity leave. So she was obviously quite well advanced into her pregnancy. And people kept asking her if she was adopting because she didn't look pregnant. And it destroyed her. Absolutely. And she had the biggest appetite. She ate so much. Yeah. Um, but And she said it absolutely destroyed me at times that people would say, God, you're so thin. Why don't you eat more? Yeah. And in actual fact, you know, we've really kind of, hammered in the whole if you're a bigger person trying to find body confidence when in actual fact being small and trying to find body confidence is it like as you said it's the exact same thing it really doesn't matter and it is it comes down to the same thing like if you've if you've lost weight for me when I lose weight through my anxiety it's just as hideous and as toxic and as depressing as when you overeat and you put weight on because of your mental health I it's made me change the way that I um I comment on people's weight so if I've seen that people have lost a lot of weight or you know if someone's gained weight obviously no one ever says wow you've gained pounds but I would always my, like, wow, my mom does <laughs> But it's like, it's about being like, wow, I love your outfit. I will compliment people in different ways. And I've had to learn that because I've always been like, oh my God, you've lost so much weight. And it's like, actually, you don't know where that person is emotionally or physically. No. They might not wanted to have lost that weight. And it's yeah. not always a positive thing to lose weight. I mean, mate, I feel like we could just go on and on and on and on about this. I don't, you know, I feel like there's so much we could say. It's another one, isn't it? It's like the parenting. It's never ending. Like, it's But just... this one is feels more than parenting because I feel like this, you know, parenting is only about a certain percentage of people, not all people people are parents true whereas this is like this encompasses every everyone woman around the world and men yeah. but as you said in your statistics you know very heavily dominant and in, in the female variety yeah exactly and and you know lots of people are affected by it um well it's been 
absolutely fascinating as always laura oh, uh, i've loved this episode and don't worry people this this won't be the case for too much longer because we are going to go back to sharing lots of funny stories soon um okay so next week then don't know what we're talking about but we'll tell you at some point what do we what do people need to do laura well what they could do if they fancied it is head on over to our Instagram page, which is No Holds Barred Podcast. And if you do have any funny stories that you'd like to share with us, we would quite like to hear them. So you can slide on into our DMs or what else can they do, Vic? You can email us at noholdsbarredpodcast at gmail.com. And if you fancy leaving us a cheeky little review on iTunes, then please do. We appreciate them, every single one of them. And you know what? We get quite a lot of really lovely, lovely messages through on the on the DMs on we No Holds Barred as well, which are so last to say that you guys absolutely love the podcast, that you know, it's, it you blare it far too loudly uh, while driving and sometimes, you know, get caught listening to the most inappropriate thing that we're discussing at that moment. And we <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> we do we love it yeah. uh so thanks thanks for your support we love you guys we do love you millions and trills and trills and bills most, most importantly you've gotta we love you but you've gotta learn to love yourselves yeah all right then i'll see you later slag uh see you later slag. uh hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on i'll see you next tuesday ma, 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 ma. see you next tuesday Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.